Hey, look at you reading two books of the Bible today. How about that? <laughs> it's 10 o'clock. My name is Tim Harris. It's time for Tim with Tim. We go verse by verse, and today we're reading both 2nd and 3rd John. You read two books of the Bible if you did what you're supposed to do, so there you go. If you need a nap later, you just tell people, listen, I'm laying down. I just read two books of the Bible. We're not really going to tell them that they are really, really short books, <laughs> really short books of the Bible. I think technically, I don't remember, one of these is the shortest book in the Bible, but the other one has fewer words, which is a weird kind of thing. But at any rate, these are the two short books of the Bible, and we're reading them today, 2nd and 3rd John. Um, I, I've read them before, but I kind of dug into them uh, because I'm reading with you, and uh, I, 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 I like them. I, I like them. There's not much here. People rarely preach them, of course, uh, but here we go. Let's start with 2nd John. Uh, this letter is from John the Elder, uh, writing to the chosen lady and to her children. We're not really, uh, what John is doing here is personifying the church, it, it, like saying, you know, this, you know, this wonderful lady and her children. Uh, the church and her members is, is what we're talking about here. Uh, same thing at the end, verse 13, he says, greetings from the children of your sister. You know, so we're sister churches. Uh, the churches are like mothers, you know, and we're all the children, that sort of thing. It's a beautiful, affectionate way to think about the church. Uh, so there you go. He's writing to a particular church. Uh, and notice here in the introduction how many times he uses the word truth, 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 truth. Um, I'm writing to the chosen lady and to her children whom I love in the truth. So sort of understand that in Second John, in just a few verses that we have here, John wants to really uh, focus on love and truth, love and truth. Uh, I love in the truth as is everyone else who knows the truth because the truth lives in us and will be with us forever. Grace, mercy, and peace uh, come from God the Father, from Jesus Christ, the Son of the Father, and will continue to be with all of us who live in truth and love. All right, so truth and love, truth, 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 truth and love. So that's just the first three verses. So truth and love, right? It, it is, guys, that they sound like basic uh, you know, possessions for those of us who love Jesus. But, but honestly, they're, it, it's kind of hard to hang on to both, to have the truth that comes from real conviction and the compassion that comes from genuine love. You know, sometimes we tend to find personalities who go one way or the other. Like we have some, you know, folks here in our congregation who are rule followers and they stand for the truth and love the truth. Um, and they're always going to, you know, be right there to enforce the rules because truth, you know, but then they don't have, you know, a lot of mercy for people, you know, and love for people. And then you got people who just love people. And then they don't really, you know, they don't really like to stand up for the truth because you don't want to, you know, offend people. You know, I'm just saying truth and love are very important. Uh, conviction and compassion, we might say. And as believers, it's very, very important that we hang on to both. If, if you're all conviction but no compassion, then you can't be following Jesus. But if you're all compassion and no conviction of truth, then again, you can't be following Jesus. It's got to be truth and love, conviction and compassion. And this is where Second John comes from. So he writes, I mean, I'm so happy to meet some of your children, find them living according to the truth, just as the Father committed. I'm writing uh, this to remind you, dear friends, that we should love one another. So I was going to talk about love. Love means doing what the Father's commanded. So love means obeying the truth. Again, love and truth, love and truth. I say this, verse 7, because many deceivers have gone out into the world. They deny that Jesus Christ came in real body. Such a person is a deceiver and an antichrist. So in other words, this person isn't preaching the truth. 
Now, what you need to know in reading 2nd and 3rd John is just to remember that in the earliest churches, there really weren't any clergy. Uh, nothing like a pastor like me, which is which is always kind of funny to me when I hear pastors, you know, who are just, man, we're, our church is just like the New Testament church, you know, and yeah, right, if it were, you wouldn't be there, dude, I mean, you know, uh, Paul was a, you know, pastor, you could say, but he wouldn't even recognize what I am, you know, what I'm doing and what Paul was doing or any other of the uh, elders in the early church, I, I mean, just come on. There was nothing like my role, nothing like your pastor's role. Instead, there were lots and lots of traveling teachers like Paul, like Peter, like the brothers of Jesus that we mentioned yesterday, traveling teachers, traveling preachers. And and uh, and so these men, these traveling teachers, preachers, they have a function that's very important in the church. And so for that reason, again, remember, there's no hotels. There's, you, know, you can't really put them up in a holiday inn. And so these traveling you know, teachers, preachers, missionaries, they are completely dependent on hospitality. Like anybody else traveling in the ancient world, they need hospitality. And so in the, in the first letter, this letter, 2 John, is writing to the church, his issue is, man, you got some turkeys out there, like, like, yeah, it's really important that you open your doors and open your pulpit to the to the traveling teachers and, and preachers of Jesus. But listen, there's some dudes out there; they're not preaching Jesus, and you're gonna have to be careful. And this is what Second John is about. There are some deceivers out there, some bad guys out there. Um, they don't even believe that Jesus came in a body. You know, uh, one of the most common heresies in John's day was what's called Gnosticism, and it is that. Uh, suspicion of the body, and for that reason, they they begin to believe that Jesus came, but he wasn't human. He, he was some sort of something in between divine and human, but not fully human. He didn't have a human body, and that, of course, is heresy. Jesus, you know, became one of us. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. You know, he, had, he shares our flesh and blood. And so that heresy is that, is that they don't believe that Jesus came in the body. And John's just saying, listen, y'all got to watch out for these guys because they're going to wreck your church. They deny that Jesus came in the real body. Such a person is a deceiver and an antichrist. Watch out that you don't lose what we've worked so hard to achieve. You know, these people will wreck your church. So 2 John is written just you know for that to encourage the church to be on their toes and be very discerning uh, about who they let in, who they support financially with hospitality, but also be careful who you let you know, walk in and, and teach in your church. Guard the pulpit. And uh, again, don't, don't support the ones who aren't preaching the gospel. All right. That's second John. Third John is the same, uh, the same kind of concern, but it's also opposite. Second John is like, man, you got to watch some guys do not support the bad guys. But third John is, hey, there's some good ones out there. Make sure you support the good ones. Again, the, the main issue is still the traveling teachers, the traveling missionaries, preachers. Um, in Second John, they weren't paying any attention to the, you know, the duds, the turkeys, the, the deceivers. It's like, don't support them. But in third John, uh, the letter is written to an individual Christian. It's one of the few New Testament letters addressed to an individual and not to the whole church. The one's name is Gaius. We don't know anything about him other than what's in this letter, Gaius. 
Gaius is a friend of John and one whom John reaches out to because he knows that he is faithful. Gaius is one who apparently has been providing for showing hospitality to the teachers that are associated or endorsed by John, the ones who are te- the good ones, the ones that John would say, hey, these boys, they're teaching the truth. Gaius is one of those who's been receiving them and taking care of them, showing them hospitality. And so John is praising him for that, but also warning him because there is this dude named Diotrephes. Diotrephes is in verse nine. Diotrephes loves to be first. That's what he says. Uh, New Living Translation says, loves to be the leader. He loves to be first. Uh, I don't know, and this is one of the mysteries of 3 John, we don't know if Gaius and Diotrephes go to the same church, because if they do, that just got really interesting, really interesting, because uh, John seems to say, I sent the church a letter, you know, I sent it to Diotrephes, but I think he probably, you know, flushed it, (laughs) and we don't have that letter, you know, big surprise, because Diotrephes you know, didn't like the letter, didn't keep the letter. And so now John is writing Gaius. Uh, Again, you could say that they're in two separate churches and John just saying, hey, don't be like Diotrephes, support the good ones and don't let his examplars influence poison your church. Or others read it and say, no, Gaius is, you know, you know, John found, uh, you know, he wrote to his friend in the church going, listen, I'm trying to trying to communicate with your church, but Diotrephes, man, I mean, that dude is, you know, shutting me out. Um, Diotrephes is a problem. When I come, I will report some of the things he's doing, the evil accusations he's making against us. Not only does he refuse to welcome the traveling teachers, he also tells others not to help them. And when they do help, he puts them out of the church. You know, Diotrephes, man, he's a turkey. Uh, So anyway, John is writing Gaius here to say, listen, don't follow his example there are some good teachers out here. I'm sending them to you. Make sure that the ones who come from me, the ones who are preaching the truth, take care of them. Uh, So again, you see the dilemma in the early church. They don't have their own paid clergy. And so these traveling teachers come and go. There is this need for discernment. You you gotta be able to tell the, the true gospel preachers from the ones who are just in it for the money. I mean, sadly enough, already in the earliest church, you've already got people attracted to ministry because they can they can either be first like Diotrephes or they can be rich like the traveling preachers who can just never really have to work, write three sermons, drive around the country preaching the same three sermons and taking up love offerings. I mean, you know, it didn't take, you know, guys very long to figure out that, you know, that shakedown. John's saying don't be a part of that. The good ones are, are plenty out there. Uh, invite them in. If they're teaching the truth, take good care of them. Be generous. You know, be generous. Uh, so again, the fact that there's some bad guys out there, it doesn't mean that you don't want to give and support the good ones, but you do have to be discerning. Uh, I think that's one of the distressing things for people even today when it comes to how to support ministries or ministers with our money, because we don't want to do the hard work of trying to investigate and making sure that they're worthy. But it doesn't take that much to find out if they're really you know, doing what they say they're doing. It doesn't take that much to uh, find out if they're actually preaching the gospel. It's, 
important to be generous, but it's also important to be discerning. And that's what we learned from 2nd and 3rd John. I like those last lines. I have much more to say to you, but I don't want to write it with pen and ink. I, I, want, to, I want to see you soon, and we'll talk face-to-face. Isn't that good? Uh, anyway, there you go. Listen, uh, for several days now, let's go to Proverbs. We just finished three books of the Bible in two days. Uh, let's spend some time with the book of Proverbs. We'll do a chapter a day. Go all the way back to Proverbs 1. We have been in the Proverbs together. I've kept up with what we've read together. Uh, so uh, this time, uh, we'll start right back in chapter 1. Proverbs chapter 1, verses 1 to 33 for tomorrow. Tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock, Lord willing. I love all you guys. So listen, have a good Wednesday, and I'll see you tomorrow. Uh, have a great day.